Oh, no, that, now you are. I was <laughs> waiting for the red button to turn red. <laughs> I know, you have to do that. There's like a lag. It turns on and then it's like, oh, okay. Exactly. Well, happy uh, fall, Kyle. It is, it is fall. It's almost Halloween. It's spooky season. It is spooky season. and Favorite time of year. It is, but you know, that actually segues really well into what we're going to talk about when you say spooky. What, what is spooky that we're going to talk about, Melissa? You know, um, I've, I've definitely heard it uh, described as mysterious, and that's the concept of artificial intelligence, um, or what we're going to you know, refer to as AI. That is really the buzzword of 2023. It is. That's the fact. I mean, I think yeah. we, we couldn't, we haven't stopped talking about it in months. So, yes, I agree. No. I think what is interesting about AI, and, you know, we're very fortunate, sorry, to be joined by um, someone who is using AI in her club now, uh, and she's going to tell us a little bit about all of those ways uh, that AI is sort of being incorporated into the operation. But one of the things we talk about in that conversation is, you know, the, the spooky nature of AI. Um, you know, I joked around and I said that it's a little bit like witchcraft because we don't a lot of lay people don't really fully understand how AI works, what it is, um, and what it is capable of. Um, I think we all kind of get into the the robots will kill us all mindset of of AI being this potentially sentient uh, being that could somehow you know take over the world because we've we've given it so much knowledge um, over time. I don't think we're quite at that level of horror movie quite yet. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully our conversation today will help dispel some of those myths and fears around what AI is and is not. Um, but it certainly makes for a very interesting conversation and one that is in many ways a little bit groundbreaking in terms of how it's being applied in the club space. Absolutely. Well, let's Let's roll to Julie, to our interview with Julie Brown, and then we'll share a little bit about AI and our perspectives on how CMAA is using it. Well, we are thrilled to welcome back to our podcast, Julie Brown, CCM, CPA, and her day job. Julie is the Chief Financial Officer at the beautiful Farmington Country Club in Charlottesville, Virginia. She's a believer in the value of artificial intelligence in clubs and recently presented on the topic to the attendees at the Chef Summit in Arizona. And at the upcoming World Conference on Club Management, Julie will be presenting a session on transforming the finance team into a strategic partner, harnessing AI for success. So we are thrilled to have her back and tap into her knowledge about how clubs can be using this amazing tool. Thank you so much for joining us, Julie. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So Julie, first off, nice little softball question. How are you? How's your fall going? Oh, it's going great here at Farmington. Uh, of course, we had the peak of our colors here this past weekend uh, in the mountains of Charlottesville, Albemarle area. And so everybody is just out having a wonderful time looking at the beautiful fall colors that we have this year. Um, club is as busy as it's ever been. Uh, members coming out of the woodwork. I think everybody's having that problem. Um, we're looking at having a wait list on both our resident and non-resident memberships. Um, would be the first time ever we've been on a wait list for our non-resident or nationals we're calling them now so you know in the club world it's it's getting really busy here so um using tools like ai is gonna be just 
a game changer for us allowing to stay on top of the stuff. So. Yeah, I, lo I love that perspective on productivity because we've definitely heard that a lot from members. So uh, can you dive in and kind of discuss how AI is currently being used or is being considered in the financial operations of your country club and the impact it's had on that efficiency process and your decision making? Yeah, uh, well, as you know, the big buzzword out there right now is ChatGPT um, with AI, uh, and that's kind of the one that's on everybody's mind. But what I pro people probably don't realize is that in some form or another, they're probably already interacting with some kind of AI. Um, I know here at Farmington, we use a tool uh, called Tapometer, um, which is a surveying tool that allows us to survey our members on an ongoing basis, like they go to our grill and they would immediately get an email that says, hey, how was your experience? Um, it's part um, just regular old survey tool, but in the comment sections, it has areas where you can comment. And on the back end, it's using AI to look at some of those uh, words within those to categorize the comments as to whether they're positive or negative or those types of things. Also, if you're using an outsourced um, payroll system, you probably have uh, like we use Paycom, and it has built into it some AI properties there as well. And you're going to start seeing very soon a lot of the club management systems, uh, Northstar, Donuts, or even Club Essentials and whatnot, I'm sure I've heard some through the grapevine that they're actually starting to implement and incorporate AI into their systems. So um, a lot of it might be passive use of AI, but it is out there. And you know, just be aware that a lot of the systems you have, there might be some very simple form of AI. AI has been around for decades. It's just now coming to the forefront of people here that they can actually use it. I think the one that we use every day here um, all over the club, not just in finance, but in pretty much every area is ChatGPT because it is such a game changer in being productive. Uh, productive. But other things that uh, as the price of AI comes down, because uh, it's always only been really available to really large companies, but as the price point of these things comes down and it becomes more available to mid-market, you're going to see it really being used in the financial financial area, which is something that excites me um, in terms of predictive analysis software. Um, so really using it to look at your data and uh, analyze revenue streams or expense streams or even member trends and using AI to be able to help you generate some information and, and actionable items uh, with predictive analysis. Um, other areas I see coming very quickly are fraud detection systems. And I know in clubs that's something we have to look at um, all the time, whether it's on the, believe it or not, on the employee side as well as the member side, we can see fraud. So utilizing this uh, systems to detect fraud or can uh, credit cards use it all the time now. They use AI to try to find fraud. So there's absolutely no reason why AI can't come down to the country club level and allow you to analyze your transactions for fraud or even errors of, you know, posting to the wrong member's check and, you know, analyzing things for uh, activity that might be unusual for a particular member, not dissimilar than the way a credit card company would use it. Um, and then, of course, uh, natural language processing, and that's some of the stuff we see already uh, with the chatbots that we have and other programs that we use. All of these things can be used um, not only in the financial area, obviously, um, but in other areas of the club. And like I said, obviously, ChatGPT um, is another area where it isn't for just you know, helping you write an email back to somebody, but you can certainly use it to analyze numbers. Um, you have to be careful how you put it in, obviously, um, but it certainly can you know, be that financial analyst for you and help you take a look at stuff 
and understand your numbers a little bit better as well. I like that. I was going to say, you know, we, we, we look so we, you know, I talked to a lot of people that their first assumption about AI is really, really all about content creation and, um, you know, versus the data analytics part and the, the really the opportunities, the great opportunities that exist within them. Yeah, I mean, one of the examples I gave at the Chef Summit was using ChatGPT. Um, ChatGPT is actually embedded into Bing browser now, so you can get access to ChatGPT using the Bing browser completely free. And I showed them, for example, say, you know, hey, you're trying to get a new menu on your uh, or new uh, item on your menu in your outlet, and you want to understand what might be a good price point for that. You can put it into ChatGPT, say, hey. You know, within a 50-mile radius of um, Northern Virginia, if that's where your club is, can you tell me what the various rent popular restaurants are charging for a salmon salad? And it will go out, and it will actually give you the name of the restaurant, the price that that restaurant is charging it for within the area, and then if you ask it, it'll even then give you the average price based upon all of that information that you might want to sell your salmon salad for. So, it. Uh, you know, kind of helps do that research for you to understand how to do different types of things or, you know, for certain ingredients. If you have a certain ingredient that you want to use or find a substitute for, all of those things you can use with ChatGPT. Um, it, you got to think of it kind of like an assistant or an intern, even. Um, all the stuff that, that requires research and going out and looking at and those types of things, ChatGPT can be very valuable for that. Absolutely. For sure. I, actually, I was just yeah. going to, oh, go ahead, Melissa. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, you know, like we, we talk about, my husband and I talk about AI stuff a lot just because it's interesting, right? Um, and I think, Julie, the way you're talking about it is really helpful because I think a lot of people tend to be a little bit scared about what AI is and what it can do. And it almost feels like, witchcraft, right? Like this shouldn't be allowed. We shouldn't have a, a yeah. <laughs> thing on the internet that we can just plug information into and get all of this stuff spit out to us. But I think it's important to remember that, I mean, all AI really is, is a really advanced computing tool. It's, it's a big giant fancy calculator that can learn language models as well. So it can communicate to us instead of just in beeps and boops and zeros and ones with words. Um, yeah, and the, the scary part is that you can teach it to make decisions. Correct. Um, correct. That's where you've got to be, be careful for that and really understand what it is you're doing. Um, my HR um, director was at a meeting not just last week, and mm -hmm. someone was talking about AI, and they're like, it's the devil, don't use it. <laughs> and, you know, you, you, you can't put your head in the sand. This no. is here. It's here to stay. This is, yep. if, if you want to be in front of everything, you got to understand it now. You've got to know how to harness it now or 100%. you're going to be left behind. 100%. Well, you said it before. I mean, AI has been around for a long time. It's just yes. reached a point now where it's advanced to the point where it's easier for the lay person to interact with. Um, exactly. It's no longer something that you need a computer science degree to understand the outputs for. Um, you know, now we've built these interactive platforms that we can utilize the power of AI to, you know, answer our questions or do our research or come up with content or whatever, right? Like all of the things that you've been talking about. Um, but there is a degree of 
um, with great power comes great responsibility in terms of how we use this tool because it's incredibly powerful. Um, but yeah, you do have to be really conscious and intentional about the information that you're feeding it um, and what then is done with that information after you've put it into a tool. It, do you still, is it still proprietary? Do you still own it? Is it not? These are the types of questions I think that, you know, as AI becomes more prevalent in, like you said, it's kind of becoming baked into all of these systems that we're using. Um, as that happens, you know, we need to be very conscious of how we're handling our own um, IP information, basically. Absolutely, very much so. I mean, you wouldn't put your social security number in a Google search. Don't put it in the chat right. GPT. It's kind of, exactly. kind of um, common sense there. But, you know, the other concern I hear about AI is that it's going to get rid of jobs. Right. Um, that certain types of jobs aren't going to be needed anymore. And will it uh, uh, make those jobs a lot easier? Will it be different? Yeah, I, eliminating jobs I don't think is really going to do. Um, like from the accountant's perspective, there still is that knowledge base. You, you have to know what to put into the system to be able to get out the correct thing. It's not like somebody who doesn't know a single solitary thing about taxes can say, you know, hey, here's what the information do my taxes for me. Um, now, someone may come up with an AI model, uh, the HR block and whatnot. They may do that, yes, but it's got the back end to it. Mm -hmm. You still have to have the knowledge and understanding of what's going in and still have to have at least some relative knowledge of what's coming out because Correct. You know, AI is not perfect. Neither is no. you know, just like us. It's not perfect. Exactly. Well, I think that's a great point. The idea of, you know, we still have to have the knowledge to be able to double check the information that it spits out to us. Um, Melissa and I talk about this a lot when it comes to content creation as communicators, you know, we're not opposed to using something like ChatGPT to like zhuzh up our language if we've been working on a project for a long time and you're just like i'm out of words i don't know how to say this another way and i have to write like this many more social media posts and my brain is done and chat right. you know ai can really be helpful in creating new arrangements of words but you st we still have to go back in on those results and right. double check it and say is this actually correct based on the information that i put in um, so there is that due diligence that's involved as well for sure which is extremely important. I'm sure we've all heard the stories about how AI has hallucinated and made stuff up. And, mm -hmm. and Kat, it, it will make stuff up if you don't put the prompts in correctly. So prompt engineering, particularly with ChatGPT or any kind of AI, is extremely important. Um, that it's going to do exactly what you tell it to do. So um, for better or worse. <laughs> for better or worse, right? <laughs> right. Very literal. So you know we. Julie, we, you know, talked a little bit about accounting, but in, you know, we obviously talked on the marketing and communications front about what AI can do, and I think that's where people are, are really most familiar with it. But you know, what way, other ways can AI really enhance the member experience throughout the club in areas like dining or golf or your other amenities? Yeah, I think here is you know an area where I think AI can be. I, I, true game changer for uh, country clubs in particular, you know, looking at um, personalized recommend, uh, recommendations. You know, we talked about how um, you can use it for fraud detection um, in the accounting world. Well, if you can give it information in terms of your usage patterns of your members, uh, it could help you determine and, and figure out what is a member at risk and, you know, help you identify members at risk, people that might be getting ready to resign from your club or 
you know, finding ways to personalize uh, an attention span to them and, and providing um, information or programs or benefits that are particular and interesting to that particular member because you, none of, all of us have jobs. We don't have time to sit there and go through every single member and personalize a response to them. AI can certainly help do that. Um, other things that I've, I've seen is um, like a virtual sommelier um, that, uh, you know, can recommend different wine pairings based upon uh, different meals that are ordered or you know, helping it enhance your dining experience. Um, you know, you can say, hey, I'm, I'm going to have a uh, seafood dish with this, this, and this to it. You know, hey, what would be a great wine pairing to this? And if AI has the back information in it, um, which I'm, if it doesn't now, I'm sure it will soon, such that it could um, help recommend different wines based upon the wine list that you have. Um, so, you know, some of these smaller clubs that don't have the money to be able to employ someone, yay, you know, maybe a program about AI could uh, eventually get to the point where it can be integrated with something to help do something like that. Um, uh, another area I know uh, AI is starting to really get huge in is facilities management um, in terms of uh, electronic BIS type, uh, electronic BIS systems that uh, control the various systems within your plant, um, your temperatures in your various different rooms, it can analyze those with motion sensors and all different kinds of stuff to help monitor and maintain and be more efficient with your electricity um, bills. Uh, so it, it's just the, the brain is, is endless or the options are, are infinite in terms of what AI can do. You know, you give it information and it will be able to utilize it in nearly any way you can conceive of. So we didn't touch on HR and staff management, but I know that's another area where we're seeing a lot of explosion in the use of artificial intelligence. How yeah. have these things have been using that? Um, it's it's something that's tools that are really starting to get integrated, particularly if you use third-party software. Um, like I said, we use Paycom and we use their HR piece, and some of the things that they're starting to do is introduce AI on that end of it, um, particularly for um, helping with a workforce planning, um, taking a look at the t analytics and tools for your staffing needs and looking at historical data to help you pull information together on, on how to do that. Um, recruiting, uh, it's a completely obvious one. You, you know, hopefully we get, it's getting better, but hopefully we get back to that time where you post an ad and you get 100 resumes. <laughs> I'd like to get two or three right now, but you know, the time will come uh, when it, you're going to need help Kind of sifting through those and you can use AI to help pre-screen those or look for um, particular methods or find help you predict and analyze which person might be a better fit for you. Um, looking at uh, automated systems for payroll and benefits, um, helping to reduce errors in your compliance, um, you know, looking at all those different type of things with tax laws and regular, you know, HR is loaded with that type of stuff. And, it's an area that has a lot of data in it, and anywhere you have data that had needs something done with it, AI can certainly be a benefit in that area. And like I said, outsourced payroll and benefit systems, they're getting really huge into this really fast, and you're going to start seeing those in that, those areas as well. So we talk about AI, the, the topic that comes up, and we touched a little bit about due diligence earlier is really security. And then we have, uh, we'll be talking with our partners at Pulsar uh, later this month about that as well. 
uh, about that kind of topic too of what what secure security concerns are coming up. Um, but you know, what are those physical both you know concerns for both your physical and your digital assets as you start using um, AI? What security measures do you recommend? Well, uh, the big one that I can think of that AI would be the most beneficial for would be cybersecurity. Um, I mean, cybersecurity is on everybody's mind right now. Everybody's trying to hack something somewhere. And if you don't think these hackers are going to start using AI to better hack, you're crazy. Um, so it's going to get to the point where we're going to have to use AI to help protect against other hackers who are using AI to try to get into your systems. So using AI-based firewalls, um, intrusion detection monitors, uh, uh, network monitoring uh, for traffic on your network. Um, we have some static tools that do that now, but it, it can only do what it knows. And as hackers get better, if you haven't then added on that information to that firewall, it's not going to know. So an AI-based cybersecurity where it can recognize patterns and understand and then warn you faster uh, for any kind of cyber attack. Uh, I mean, huge concern for country clubs. I mean, we have some of the most private information we could possibly have on our members. Um, and they're perfect targets for this kind of stuff. So, you know, really staying on the forefront of that and understanding how AI can help us protect that information better um, is something that, you know, I think we're obligated to look at and learn and understand. Um, other things, uh, I know we're starting to see that country clubs are, you know, not the country clubs of old where it was, a, a you know, very well-to-do individuals with a lot of money. You're starting to see, you know, average Americans book, book and become part of country clubs as well because it's such a wonderful place to bring your family and do sort of things. So, and when you bring more people into that community and it gets larger and more diverse, well, that's where I said you have that potential for fraud. So using systems that might have facial recognition on them so that when a member comes through the door, it, it kind of has facial recognition and you know that the people who are coming through your door are the people that are supposed to be coming through your door, that you don't have uh, someone who's not authorized entering into that space. Um, one of the ones we've looked at also is uh, license plate recognition for recognizing license plates as it comes into the property. Um, so there's, there's lots you can do and putting AI on top of these things can certainly help and benefit in terms of finding things earlier, detecting things earlier when something might be going wrong with your um, property or assets. Yeah, really being able to augment the security practices that you have in place, you know. Right, yeah, because yeah. uh, criminals are getting smarter. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I think <laughs> AI is a good tool to help us be better stewards of the data that we are, um, you know, given by our, by, like, you know, for like you said, Julie, the members of the club, <laughs> you are obligated to protect their information as well as that of your staff and, and everything else. So it's, AI is another tool that can help you be better stewards of that data and uh, and keep track of it a little bit better and hopefully protect it from our ne'er-do-wells. Well, <laughs> <laughs> They're getting smart. They're starting to realize that country clubs are a good place to hit. I mean, oh yeah, strange stuff. So. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, so one of the things to, to consider is the ethical considerations of using AI when it comes to member services, and how um, how do you suggest that folks address those as they move forward? 
but you know we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier but it's it's where everybody says that AI is dangerous and it is it can be extremely dangerous um, the first and foremost you need to make sure you're protecting um, your privacy and the privacy of your data when using AI um, you know there are nascent laws in this area so it's it's really hard to you know uh, you know if something were to happen it like you said who who belongs it who owns it is it proprietary information anymore so you really have to be careful not to put in some of that um, personal either personal information or you know uh, confidential type of information in the system so that it doesn't get out there and circulated um, you know I think it's important when you're using AI and how you're using AI to be transparent about it. Um, you know, making sure that you have policies and procedures and understanding for how AI is going to be used. Have um, you know strict controls on who and how you use that information, and you know, be clear and, and communicate clearly with your members so they understand how AI is going to be used if you are indeed using it. Um, you know making sure this is a huge one that I've heard particularly with ChatGPT is bias elimination um, that you know working really hard to make sure that any AI that you're using isn't introducing any bias into the systems that you have particularly for DEI you want to make sure that everything is being treated as equal as possible um, you know and have accountability for people who are using that AI making sure that they are following protocols and procedures that you put in place that um, the information is being secure in a, an appropriate manner um, you know it's just it's about being careful and having clear guidelines I think is probably the key to the majority of it absolutely and I know you mentioned that there's just not a, there really isn't a lot of um, legal restrictions out there right now um, I was just reading an update from the equal opportunity Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, this morning, and they are looking at how they're going to be addressing AI. So, you know, it's one of those areas where a lot of these rules and regulations external um, are going to be coming um, probably fast and furious over the next couple of years as more people embrace these. So it's definitely something to um, to keep your to keep your own. Yeah. So you know, the sky is really the limit on what clubs can do with AI and. Um, building into their creativity. So can you share with us what your vision is for the AI within your club and what projects and technologies you're really excited about? Well, one, one project that I've had, uh, it, it actually a project that started a long time ago actually had nothing to do with AI, but as I've seen how AI can be used, you know, it, it's, you, you can see how it can integrate with everything. Um, so a long time ago, I've always wanted to have here at Farmington a concierge. Um, someone who was here that helped you with uh, booking whether it's at the club or not at the club uh, different things around the area and now looking at AI I see the huge capabilities for using AI to help with the concierge type of uh, environment here at the club you know we have guest rooms here at Farmington so you know can the AI help you you know book your flight so that you can get here and then book your room and then if you want to go on a wine tour Help you do all of those things um, courtesy of the club that we can help you get all that rounded the entire you know visit that you come here for so it's a huge opportunity because you know I know I've booked stuff before it's kind of a pain if I had an AI system that could do it for me it'd be really cool 
Um, and, and I do know uh, in particular that Northstar is starting to do that and is going to be introducing something within their app very soon um, that has the ability for a member AI-based program that would help a member make reservations or hotel rooms or, or whatnot, all related within our Northstar system. So I'm really excited to see how that might work out. Um, another area uh, where AI can certainly be helpful, we touched on it a little bit, and that I think it's going to be huge going forward is environmental stability or sustainability, excuse me, um, you know, helping you, like I said, with the energy costs and usage in your facilities, um, helping to reduce the carbon uh, footprint. Anything we can do in that area is certainly being good stewards of the environment. And if AI can help us do that, that, that would be absolutely huge. Um, I think just using AI in a pioneering way to, you know, revolution, revolutionize the hospitality business or industry and the club industry in particular, um, such that we can blend luxury with convenience and the security of our members all at the same time are going to be just the idea base for coming up with new things and ways that we can introduce AI for, for our clubs and go into the next century with really cool stuff. I love that. I love that. <laughs> blending, I'm writing this down. Blending luxury with convenience. I love that. That is amazing. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Kind of what it's all about with AI for hospitality. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's all about thinking about the opportunities instead of only thinking about the ways that AI is scary. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, we always want that touch point that, you know, hospitality where, but having people and mm -hmm. finding people to do that is getting harder and harder and harder. So how can we use AI such that it can help the people that we do have do it better yep. or help the member directly and not be scared of it, but understand it in a way that's safe and um, helpful? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, I think you kind of touched on it. Um, it AI is really like it's not going to re necessarily replace people's jobs, but it can make us more efficient at the work that we're doing and free up our time and energy to give us the opportunity to push ideas forward and come up with new things um, instead of spending all of our precious little brain energy on how do I figure out this one small problem that if I had a powerful computer, I could do it very easily. <laughs> I know my chef loves uh, ChatGTP just so that he can write an email back to a member that's, right. you know, nice and coherent. Yeah. Have the IR in it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Little like, things that help us out. Small things. Oh, absolutely. Just small. Absolutely. Save those brain cells for bigger, bigger fish to fry than. than that's right. Higher and better use. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh. Well, thank you, Julie, so much for, for sharing all that with us. And I know you have more to share, and you'll be sharing at the upcoming World Conference in March in beautiful Las Vegas. So we, we will definitely encourage all of our listeners to put that session on their schedule to get more insight into what you can do with AI. Sounds wonderful. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's always a pleasure, Julie. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. Well, I, like we said, I mean, Julie had a lot to share, and I think what she's doing at Farmington and what the team at Farmington is doing in the way that they're starting to incorporate AI into their day-to-day -day is really fascinating. And um, I think I said this in the intro, but it's, it's really um, 
demonstrative rather of how clubs can start to enact interact, excuse me, interact with AI in a way that isn't scary um, and isn't like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? What are we, what kind of information are we going to give this program? And it's actually already baked into perhaps a lot of the systems and tools that you're already using. And that's a great way to, to kind of dip your toes in. But Melissa, I know you wanted to talk a little bit more about um, how we're using AI and some of the ways that we've heard other people are using it as well. Sure. You know, I think for, it's really made a great point at the beginning, which is AI is not new. Um, and this is something that's been around. And actually, one of the uh, resources that CMA has that's been used, we've been using for almost five years now, is our club, I know, our club management weekly newsletter. And that is an AI driven product. So um, that newsletter, which in, is in your email boxes every Monday afternoon. Mm -hmm is a conglomeration of articles on leadership, thought leadership, um, uh, podcasts, club management, uh, magazine, really the information you need. But it's what is unique about it is that, you know, we send a copy to every member and every member's copy is different based on how they've interacted with it in the past. So the newsletter knows that you have been reading a lot of articles about leadership or maybe I'm reading a lot of articles about regulation and maybe somebody else is reading a lot of articles about food and beverage. And so the next time you get that newsletter, you're going to have that queued up based on your um, experiences. And you're going to have a subject line that is unique to you based on your preferences. And so, you know, this is something that's not new for us. It's something we've been using for a long time. It's a very well-read newsletter. It's a very well-clicked through um, and commented on newsletters. So, you know, there's so much, I think we talk about AI so much in the marketing and communication space, um, you know, and talking to members and talking to folks, how they're using it um, by using something like chat GBT and using the prompt to draft mm -hmm. difficult letters and messages to repurpose, repurpose their content or maybe work on something for design, you know, in talking to members, you know, I've heard people say that's how they're writing their their uh, CEO letters for their <laughs> newsletters. That's how they're writing emails. That's how they're reworking menus. How they're that's coming up with social media content. I mean, it's, it's right. all over the place. They're getting really creative with event titles. Um, and and the thing I heard the most when I when I've asked members about using this and those that members have shared with me it really is a productivity tool, especially mm -hmm. for folks who are at smaller clubs with smaller staffs. Uh, maybe they don't have a full-time marketing communications person. Um, they are doing their own newsletters. They're doing all of it. That it's really helping to increase their efficiency with a lot of their daily tasks. It's not replacing their job, but it's, and it's not replacing the value of having those people in roles, but for those smaller clubs, it's really, I want to say it's an equalizer. It helps 100%. increase their productivity. So, you know, whether you're using that, you know, for marketing communications or getting into member service to ask, uh, you know, have a chat bot with your website mm -hmm. or your app or, um, you know, recruitment retention or in the operations and inventory management yep. um, and trend prediction. I mean, that's so important. 
But I think the thing we can't lose sight of in all of this is that human judgment is still needed in this process. Yeah. And something you can't take out of it. You know, you may pop into chat GBT, hey, write me um, a list of 10 podcast questions for an interview based on something. Um, you know, you're not literally going to take those 10 questions and just use them without reading them. I would uh, hope you're not anyways. <laughs> well, that's a, maybe we could do a whole podcast on just things that were generated by AI. Um, yes. But I think that's just something to remember that, you know, there is still that human element in it. And for that, you know, we've got job security for now. So um. Definitely. I mean, that's, that's something um, I was talking about this with uh, someone the other day and we were discussing, and I think I mentioned this a little bit in the interview, but the idea that like all, all AI really is, is a very advanced computing system. It's a series of ones and zeros that has been, that has received a data dump um, and a lot of data. We're not talking mm-hmm. about like just a little. I mean, we're, yeah, a lot. ChatGPT alone has uh, across the internet <laughs> in terms of how much data it has, um, has had input into it. But at the end of the day, it lacks the nuance and judgment that a human brain has. So when that computing program spits out answers for you, that's all well and good. Um, And it's very intelligent because it's smart enough to be able to pull relevant information out of the tons and tons and tons of data that it has within it. Um, But to your point, Melissa, like it's, it's not nuanced enough to be able to go through and fine tune all of those things um, and have a publication ready document for you, like magically. That's not how this works. There is still a space for you or I to go in and make sure it's, incumbent upon us to read that over very carefully whatever you know we've asked it to spit out for us um to to read it over very carefully and and fix it and make sure that it fits and then is publication ready in whatever you know um format that's going to take so i you know i think the conversation around oh my gosh ai is going to take our jobs it's a fair conversation and i think um especially I think in industries outside of what we're talking about here. Um, it's a it's a much bigger ethical conversation, but I think for our day-to-day, for you and I, Melissa, here at the association or for our members in their clubs, this isn't something that's going to come swoop in and all of a sudden um, you're going to be out three or four staff members because AI has replaced them. No, 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 no. Like you said, it's it's a tool. It's a productivity tool. It helps to free up your time to use your creativity on something perhaps bigger or more strategic or further in the future. Um, you know, this is, this is truly just a really cool tool uh, for us to be better at what we're doing really. And I think that's awesome. Absolutely. And that, you know, the, this topic is so broad and, and we really just scratched the surface here. Gosh. Um, so we are doing, going to be doing a series on this topic. Uh, so stay tuned for two more episodes that are going to touch onto this area. We're going to obviously address the issue of security with our really good friends at Voltar, who will be back with us later this year. And we'll also be talking with Vache Hagopian from uh, Jonas, who's going to give his perspective. You know, we mentioned a little bit about 
how this is being incorporating to existing tools. And I know Kyle and I've seen this pop up in every marketing communication tool that we use now. Um, and so yes. this is definitely going to be true for the club space. So we look forward to sharing more about this interesting topic. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously it goes without saying, but neither Melissa nor myself are experts in this area. Like we are not AI gurus, despite what we might want to believe. Um, so, you know, we are learning alongside our listeners when it comes to this subject matter. It's something that both Melissa and I are very interested in because they are things that we could capitalize on and use in our role um, as communications and marketing professionals. But admittedly, we're not experts in this either. And so having these conversations um, is is just as educational for us as it is for our listeners. So um, full disclosure, that's our that's our disclaimer for today. We are not experts, um, but we uh, we are excited to keep learning about what this this technology can bring. Um, and I, yeah, I'm excited to to sit down with our friends from uh, Pulsar and our friends from Jonas and learn a little bit more about it from their perspective as well. All right. Now we get into the uh, ever-loving fun part of every episode, which is our announcements. Melissa, yes. what do we have on the docket? Well, we are thrilled to announce that very soon the CMA 2024 World Conference and Club Business Expo will be open for registration so it if you don't know it is the right time and right place to build your success we will be in beautiful las vegas nevada march 4th through the 8th of 2024 at the lovely mandalay bay resort property and we know that there is so much that you want want to accomplish in your conference experience whether it's education whether it's networking whether it's just finding those great new ideas, and we have built a schedule to make that happen for you. As you all have heard earlier this year, the author of Unreasonable Hospitality, Will Gadara, will be our opening business session speaker, but he is just one of the amazing 65 plus speakers that we will have at our World Conference. So head on over to our website, cma.org backslash conference, find all the details you need, um, and join us in beautiful Las Vegas. We're so excited. So excited. We're excited about everything on the podcast. Our listeners already know that. That's our baseline like level of <laughs> engagement with, with life and things. We're so excited. Um, but we really are excited about conference. What's, what's not to love? Uh, as we were talking about spooky season at the top of this episode, it would be really foolish of me to uh, miss the opportunity to remind our listeners that the end of our membership year is approaching and it would be spooky to start our next membership year without you. So if you haven't paid your renewals yet, I highly recommend you do so. Our membership year ends on October 31st. It's Halloween. It's why we really lean super hard into this spooky, spooky spooky season. Um, but your your renewals are due October 31st. There is still time for you to make those payments. Um, you can make your renewal very simple. Uh, you can log in to your profile online um, on cmaa.org and select my invoices and you can just pay 
right there. Super easy, super simple. Um, there is also an option for you to print a PDF of that invoice. If you are somebody who needs to submit a paper check to us, you can do that. But um, like I said, we do have a very easy online portal for you to utilize. So make sure that you take advantage of all that CMA has to offer. We would hate to lose you going into next year. And we have a lot of really big things coming up. Um, we're so excited for obviously our 100th anniversary is just around the corner. I know it's still 2023 and that's 2027, but it will be here before you know it. Um, and you don't want to miss out on any of the things that we have coming down the pike. So be sure to make sure that your membership is all ready to go for 2024. Awesome. Well, that wraps us up for this month. Thank you so much to all of our listeners for joining us yet again. We are so appreciative of you and we will be back soon with another one. Until then, I'm Kyle. That's Melissa. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Club Management. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Take care, friends. Let's Talk Club Management podcast is a podcast of the Club Management Association of America. Since 1927, CMAA has been the largest professional association for managers of membership clubs throughout the U.S. and internationally. The objectives of the association are to promote relationships between club management professionals and other similar professions, to encourage the education and advancement of members, and to provide the resources needed for efficient and successful club operations. Under the covenants of professionalism, education, leadership, and community, CMAA continues to extend its reach as the leader in the club management practice. CMAA is headquartered in Alexandria, Virginia, with more than 40 professional chapters and more than 40 student chapters and colonies. Please learn more at www.cmaa.org. Org.